0: This is Pulse95. You're listening to the
1: Morning Majlis podcast. It's It's the the Morning morning Majlis. The Pulse. Story of self-determination, self-motivation and resilience in reaching new heights. One person in the studio has been reaching and scaling. Loads of heights, and you cannot count them anymore. It's just <laughs> countless. It's about six of the top fourteen peaks you can imagine, uh, and all up above eight thousand meters. And we're very, very kindly joined in the studios uh, by Nyla Kiani. Thank you for joining us, and welcome to the Morning list Thank
2: you so much for having me on the show.
1: Great to hear from this. Now, uh, Nyla, I know this is a, a very common question that people would be asking you. It's like, how do you balance this? You, you, you've got a family here. You're a banker. You're a boxer. Uh, and a mountaineer and you've continued to reach new heights apart from conquering k2 apart from conquering uh, mount everest you've decided to reach new heights and conquer more mountains what keeps you going
2: so it was very hard initially Mm. i uh, you know kids my daughter was teething my daughter's actually quite small two and four uh so when i i mean i was actually quite guilty about leaving her initially she was seven months Uh, but my family's absolutely fantastic they're very supportive um i just make time for everything Mm. i want to do i i just you know i i we all know we will live only once and there's so many things i want to do Mm. so i prioritize things i make time i worked as a project manager too so i use my career uh, pr- professional skills in my personal life too. Uh, it, it was hard, don't get me mm. wrong, it was very difficult because I was uh, b- last year when I climbed K2 before that I was just you know physically getting sick so i you know I, I then left my job and i'm looking into starting a business so yeah so i just you know uh, i i don't find time to do things i make time it's hard but this is what i like to do
0: so i want to ask you naila when did you start climbing and and what kind of training did you have to start in the beginning like well, first of all um, if, if if it is okay for me to ask you at what age do you start climbing because i'm sure a lot of people right now are listening to their newbies or they want to start climbing and they think maybe it's too late to start at maybe at a certain age they're thinking oh this is too late for me to start i don't have the um the the, the, the you know the physical um uh you know the, the physicalities let's mm-hmm. just say um so When did you start? That's my my first question. And um, what kind of training did you have to go through in the beginning?
2: So I'm 37. Mm -hmm. I only started climbing when I was 35. So, you know, well, a lot of people think. Yeah, wow. This. So this is just actually, recent. Very recent. I, um, I did my first trek five years ago and then, you know, COVID uh, started and I, I had a plan during COVID. It didn't happen. But actually I started. My first peak was two years ago and that was my uh, first 8,000 meter peak. So, you know, when they say age is just a n- number, mm. I actually truly believe that because 35 is actually especially in our culture in Pakistan you know it's you're expired <laughs> yeah. to do anything um, apart from your you know house or if you have a career um, so uh, but I've been an athlete mm, not most of my life but I, I uh, was an amateur boxer uh, I started amateur boxing uh, about 13 years ago um, oh, wow. so I was into sports i enjoy doing different activities so boxing helped me with mountaineering Uh, and i pursued it because i was uh, when i did my first trek i went up to 5600 meters and i was naturally quite good at it Mm. i was also helping the locals who are from the high altitude so so yeah it's not too late whoever wants to start mountaineering or trekking you know they can join a hiking club they can join a trekking group or they can just find hikes near where they live and see and then try so hiking is one day um, uh, sort of walk and then trekking is when it involves uh, camping at least for one one day so try that see if Mm -hmm. it's for you because you know you might be uh, you might be interested but you might not, not like living in the tents or cold environments so yeah so try it
0: and there's so much around us i mean fajera has got some great hiking places as well i'd like to ask you though you you touched on the difficulties of balancing you know your family life and the mountaineering life but let's talk about how it is balancing your corporate role as well as uh, um, going on these long trips of of mountaineering how has that been has it been easy or have you found some difficulties there
2: it it was very difficult for sure and the reason why um I mean, like I said, I felt guilty even sharing this uh, uh, last year, for example, or two years ago Mm. when I uh, left my seven months daughter. I mean, she was in good hand. I knew she was safe. I knew my whole family was there to support. So that's why Mm. I left her. But the main reason was maternity leave. I wanted to use my maternity leave because it's not easy to get. Four to six weeks off uh, uh, from uh, work. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that was one of the reasons. And then last year, uh, like I said, uh, my toddler was teething. I had sleepless nights, and I used to work nine to five, or you know, sometimes even longer. But what I did was either train uh, during the break, lunch break, or train once my kids were asleep, or I used to tra- take my kids to training to spend time so I'm not taking you know I was working from home a lot uh, most of the time during that time but I didn't want to not give time to my kids Mm. because I was working or training so I made sure I spent time with my kids too and I I, I did a lot of my own things when the kids were asleep and it was hard I mean but I had a goal, I, 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 uh, during that time I was getting sick every three to four weeks which wasn't ideal for my you know, mm-hmm. performance. But I had a goal and I, I, I didn't want to not do it because I had work or kids or other responsibilities. So mm. somehow I just made that happen and, and to be honest, I don't want to go back uh, and yeah. that <laughs> time and repeat that. But uh, yeah. that's one reason why I left my full-time corporate job recently and I'm looking into starting a business and it might be hard but at least I can make it I'll be flexible Mm -hmm. I can work around my kids or training etc. Sure
1: it can't be as hard as climbing all these (laughs) 8,000 meter peaks now I've got to ask you this because you know it's not like that you trained for a marathon and you ran a marathon this is climbing world's dangerous mountain as well K2 yeah um (laughs) Can we hear some, some scary parts? Were there any parts where you think, gosh, what yeah. decision have I just made yeah. made right now? Uh, were there any sort of very scary parts where you thought, oh my God, I could have just lost my life right now? Uh,
2: yes. Okay. Not exactly. I, I mean, I didn't think I'd lose my life right now, but I was scared a few times on okay. this year, last year that uh, I... What if I don't go back to my children? Yeah. What if something bad mm. happens? Actually, no, I just remembered <laughs> Everest. Everest is okay. considered an easy 8,000 meter peak. It, it was not easy, yeah. and especially this year because it was much colder. So True. because of climate change, uh, sp- spring wasn't as warm as it used to be. So it's five to ten degrees colder. So, I mean, living in Dubai or I'm um, from Ralpindi Pakistan, it's still quite hot. There, so I, I mean, I hate cold, but <laughs> I somehow manage it. Uh, but Everest is not known for rock fall, so once we're going from camp two to camp three, that basically me- means we're going from six thousand to seven thousand meters, and we had hundreds of rocks f- falling down on us. And I mean, it was the scariest thing ever because I climbed K2 last year. K2 mountain is a second mountain it's very challenging mm-hmm. second highest mountain very challenging mountain and it's known for uh, rockfall i didn't see that on k2 or annapurna on any other mountain so literally we were you know it's very hard to even walk there but uh, we had to on the rope we had to jump right left up down just to dodge the rocks after a few seconds i thought this is it i'm done i'm uh, this, <laughs> I'll, I'll, we'll all be dead but i don't know somehow we all managed to dodge the rocks because they were not very close to each other so that was scary and on top i used oxygen on top and and I had a guide, and I couldn't see my gu- my guide was. So we, I was the first. I don't know if you read. I was the first uh, international climber yes. who reached Everest this year. So it was just me and my guide, and he got really excited because usually we see this picture of uh, Everest top with hundreds of people mm. queue uh, uh, behind each other, and uh, so he was very excited taking videos. And I, uh, I thought my oxygen's running really low. So I panicked. It was 8,400 meters, I think. I panicked. I thought, this is it. I'm going to die." I think also at that height, you actually worry more than usual. And a lot of people, you know, they uh, hallucinate. Yeah. So I, I didn't see him for 20 minutes or so. So I panicked and then he came. I was still, my legs were shaking and then Hillweist steps uh, is a difficult section, and there's a. I saw somebody's legs, a dead body, right. legs sticking out, and I thought that's it, I, I may not be able to reach the top. But I kept thinking about my daughters and kept saying mm. to myself. I Actually, repeated, not today, not today. Today's not the day I'll die. Wow. And I, yeah, and some. That's how I calm myself down.
0: So, uh, Laila, summiting the Annapurna, for example, which is just over 8,000 meters, that's a lot. That's uh, massive. How long does that journey take or took you at least?
2: So any 8,000 meter peak, it takes uh, from four average, on average, four to six weeks because of weather also. I mean, we have to climatize slowly. So uh, on 8,000 meter peaks, oxygen reduces slowly. Mm. 8,000 meter uh, uh, the region above 8,000 is called death zone because oxygen is wow. so low we can't survive there for so long so we have to slowly acclimatize go up to 5,000 6,000 sleep come down uh, so all that process plus because we have to wait for the good weather it takes four to six weeks How so long Anapuna it take you? took me f- just under four weeks
0: Wow. No, no, I have to I have to ask you because you talked about uh, when your legs were shaking and you didn't see your guide for 20 minutes. It all sounds and the rocks falling. It all sounds incredibly stressful. I I feel like I'm starting to sweat (laughs) listening to it. Can you tell me what what makes you want to do this?
2: Um, This year was much harder. I I climbed three peaks this year, two Mm. peaks last year and one peak two years ago. Mm. This one was harder because mainly because of cold. because I just think I'm not you, (laughs) I don't enjoy cold. Um, When I was climbing this year, I actually honestly thought to myself, why am I doing this to myself? (laughs) This is pure suffering. But actually the views, the excitement when you reach the top, when you come down, Mm. and then the messages I get, I mean, first peak I climbed was for myself. It was my own passion. But I started getting messages from a lot of girls in Pakistan that my story, that I'm a married woman, two kids, I have a full-time job, I do, I started it as a hobby. It inspired a lot of women. So that actually inspired me to continue doing it.
0: Amazing, yeah. Um,
2: so I, that's one reason. But I think mentally, I physically, I'm, I would say I'm average mm. fit. But mentally, I'm super strong. I
0: <laughs> do, you, do you think that now that you with the responsibility of having kids as well, do you think that might play on your mind a little bit when you're doing these mountaineering trips, uh, having that responsibility back home? Do you find that the you know maybe you've it's that pressure, that added pressure, rather than just being on yourself, you know?
2: Uh, it definitely is. Uh, uh, I mean, to be honest, when I climb, I have mix uh, mixture of emotions. Yeah. I feel scared that what if I something happens then. It will be a very selfish thing to do as a mother. But at the same time, I feel like nothing will happen. So it's it's very strange. Uh, I feel very strange when I climb. But I think overall, because of my girls, they're very small. Mm. Uh, they actually give me strength rather than they, uh, 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 they're they not my weakness. Because, uh, like I said, every single time when I was scared, every single time I thought of them and I told myself, mm. I will not make mistake because, you know, any... Uh, anything can happen there but I will not make a mistake from yeah. my side so I, I really use them as my strength oh amazing so Naila you've reached the peak of the peaks <laughs> if I may say what's next for you? so I am um, plan. I I mean I wasn't I, I wasn't sure whether I wanted to climb all 14 or not mm. but I want to climb as many as I can whilst my husband has given me yeah. uh, <laughs> green light go. <laughs> anyway, yeah green light because <laughs> it usually takes me seven eight nine months to get him to agree last year was hard (laughs) the year before was really hard this year was also hard but now that he's seen me I was the fastest climber to reach Everest too, and he's seen my videos so he's a bit more confident so he said do as many as you want this year because i he he can't have me go away wow. every year
1: this is the final year to do so wow i mean it's very interesting you you, you brought him up as well uh, is uh, i just came across a fun fact that, did you organize a wedding near the near the base camp as well is if i <laughs> are not mistaken
2: so i had a photo shoot at k2 base a okay. okay. wedding photo shoot. Okay. i was meant to have a wedding a celebration small one okay. because I mean in our culture we have massive yes, weddings exactly. yes. and I hate the idea of big weddings <laughs> and sitting in front of stage and yeah, uh, yeah. getting pictures taken so uh, after our Islamic wedding we uh, I convinced my husband to not have the big wedding and go to K2 base camp and oh, have wow. uh, a celebration or pictures taken he couldn't make it but I, I mean he convinced me to go that was just before our kids so he said it's it's um, we may you may not be able you might not uh, uh, be able to go for a uh, adventure like this after we have kids. So go now and have your pictures taken. So I had my pictures taken and yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I think we have to give a little shout out to your husband. He sounds sounds incredible. It takes
1: seven, nine months to get him approved, to get approval. This is (laughs) longer than any embassy would ever approve any sort of uh, (laughs) an application. (laughs) Wow.
0: How how important or or how incredible has your husband been to make you, you be able to go on these mountaineering trips?
2: So um, before the expeditions, he's been very difficult. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but during the expeditions, he's been very, very, absolutely fantastic. Very good support, and and uh, I mean, this year was even uh, better because <laughs> um, I mean, he helped me with other things that I that I didn't expect him to do. But I think it's very important, and I my story in Pakistan uh, got highlighted because of the fact that. My family has been very supportive because mm-hmm. that's something that's lacking overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I'd like to give him a shout out to Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
1: what's his name? Let's let's give him a shout. Khalid Raja. Khalid Raja, thank you very much for yeah. encouraging <laughs> Naila to t- to conquer and reach these new heights. It, it is an absolute uh, honor for the country, I'd say, because you know you rightly pointed out the culture um, and 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 the fact that you said that you started two years ago and people believe that you know if you hit a certain age, that's it your job is only to look after your household and nothing mm. nothing else, uh, but you still kept it going. It really is uh, very motivating and, and, and nice and to see. And symbolic
0: in every single way. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Now, I've got to highlight this. Now, now you said that you're from Pindi, which is very next to the capital, um, twin city of the capital. It's not a mountainous city. I mean, close to mountains. Who was your role model to say, you know what? I've got to do this and I've, I've got to try becoming like this individual.
2: Um, I... Didn't have a role model when I started, so when I did my track, when I went for the photo shoot, uh, before that I watched Everest actually, okay. Everest movie, and I was like, "Why these people? Yeah. They're crazy! <laughs> They're risking their lives for just to reach the top. How yeah. do they get out of it?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I'm sure a lot of people think that about me now, but once you do it, once you feel, once you are uh, feel it, once you're in nature, once you see the clouds above the mountains at a certain height. Uh, uh, to be honest, it's just, it, it is very addictive. Mm. A lot uh, more. S- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was the climbers I met at K2 base camp. Uh, they inspired me to think about it. Right. And, uh, and I, I, I met very, I met amazing Pakistani climbers who are unsung heroes who, you know, they, they're mm. the porters who take climbers like us up there. They take our heavy stuff, they don't get highlighted. It was speaking to them and why they do it that inspired me so I won't say there's one role model uh, a few people inspired me to think about climbing
1: okay yeah, because you met the Sadhpara family as well uh, yes. didn't you so so I mean one of them uh, sadly lost his life a uh, very well known climber uh, ever in K2 so it must have been sort of something that that you hold as a passion to say you know what these guys are real heroes aren't they uh,
2: absolutely and a lot of them don't get uh, highlighted until Sadly, they die. Mm. So they get um, uh, fame or acknowledgement from the government after their death. So that's what we're trying to do uh, so that they get some sort of highlight bef- during, whilst they're alive.
1: And another highlight to remember is that you've been nominated to receive Sitari Amtiaz. Yes. Uh, 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 can you talk to us about how proud you are to receive it and, and the family as well?
2: Uh, when I came down from Everest and Lotse, so I climbed two peaks together, I, you know, I just, somebody messaged me, a couple of people messaged me sitara imtiaz. I thought sitara means star. So I thought they were calling me star. But when I started getting the news, uh, because government announced it through media, I mm. was shocked, to be honest. I wow. only just uh, uploaded this, I mean, uh, shared this news on my social media two weeks after the actual announcement, because I just didn't believe it. I didn't think I deserve it. I think this is what we do as a woman. Sometimes we doubt our own abilities, uh, but it slowly started sinking in. And I'm very proud and honored Mm. that government is, is, I I think through me, they actually acknowledging um, uh, the accepting that mountaineering Mm. is a sport because mountaineering does not get any uh, any promotion, highlight, nothing uh, uh, in Pakistan. So uh, so I'm happy that this is one of the first steps that government is recognizing mountaineering as a sport to
1: great now uh, lastly i'd like you to, to speak to the uh, the young listeners out there young pakistani girls as well who'd be thinking that you know i you know there's certain restrictions cultural norms uh, and societal expectations that they can't pursue mountaineering they can't pursue uh, their goals or, or whatever they've got there in their mind any field what would your message to young pakistani girls be today
2: so I always say, I mean, even me, I, I, I told you five years ago when I did my wedding photo shoot at K2 Basecamp, my husband said, and I also said, okay, let's just do it now. My husband can't make it. I'll, I can go alone uh, because I will not be able to do this ever again after having kids. So these were the, how, how do you say the English term, uh, the self self. But limitation beliefs okay. that we impose on ourselves or society impose on ourselves. Mm. So we don't even think, mm. we, we it's like a blind spot that we can't, we think that we cannot do certain thing because uh, or, or, uh, of either ourselves or what will people say. True. So I think we really need to uh, stop thinking about what we cannot do. If there's a goal we want to do, if there's a passion, whether it's a career, whether it's a hobby, I think we just we should just you know go for it. And uh, one of our problem as Pakistani women is uh, permission from parents oh or yes. in laws or husband. Honestly, even I I, I don't I did, never thought my husband would. I'd get his agreement. I won't say <laughs> permission, but I would get his agreement. But you just if you are passionate, just keep yeah. you know keep uh, keep going keep going, and you'll find ways to uh, get them to get your family to agree on what you want to do
1: exactly well i think this, I hope this has been a very motivating conversation yeah. and go, get everyone excited, I'm sure. Now we'll all hope to pursue our goals and dreams and, and make the most of the time uh, that we have uh, here in, in in this world as well. Thank you very much for joining us, Nyla Kiani. Uh, it it so was an, it was an honor for us to, to hear yeah. from you. It's and
2: an honor for me to be with you all. Uh,
1: very motivational. Yeah. So. I feel like I need to go and do something today. You
0: know? <laughs> Climb a mountain or something at least.
1: Yes, of course. Jabal Hafeet for you to start things off with, why not? (laughs) Um, Well, Naila Kiani, once again, thank you very much for joining us.
2: Thank you so much.
0: This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 7 a.m.